0: This is a dwarf cast Hello and welcome to another Dwarfcast brought to you by Ganymede and Titan. Now, I'm sure you're all aware at this stage that we've run out of Red Dwarf episodes to commentate on, but don't worry, we have a cunning plan. <laughs> we are going to commentate on things that are adjacent to Red Dwarf i.e. things that share certain behind-the-scenes details uh, and personnel. And today we're going to talk about Blackadder, specifically Series 3, Episode something. Uh, <laughs> four? Nob and Nobil- episode 4? Three. 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 Right,
1: three. three or four. Yeah,
0: three or four. One nob that. and Nobility. Uh, I'm Ian Symes, and joining me are Jonathan Capps. Dem Boones. Dem Burns, And Danny Stevenson.
1: Damn! <laughs> <laughs> Oh damn! Oh,
0: if you would like to watch along with us, uh, then get hold of a copy of the episode. It's out on DVD. It's streaming in the UK on BritBox, um, which you can also access through Amazon Prime. If you're foreign, then uh, sort something out Uh, and sync up your pressing of the play button at the end of these noises. To
1: stop being foreign.
2: Do.
0: Here he is. Here he is. Yeah, he's the lad. Yeah, Blackadder the Third with its Regency-inspired version of Howard Goodall's theme tune. Yeah. There's a link. Howard Goodall. There we go. Yeah, uh, very strong. Justified link. it.
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, they, these titles are excellent.
1: Though. They're brilliant. Everything right, about this is all
3: John Lloyd's sort of doing, isn't it? He always kind of he has a big thing about doing, uh, um, like. Title sequences and sort of making an effort with presentation of things.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, it's certainly it? yeah. It's done in a certain style.
3: Yeah, they've had to make every single front cover for all of the you know with the, like a romantic yeah. Mills and Boone type style. I,
1: I love the opening to the the episode. It's like, could you just do something a bit French or something <laughs> with your skirt? Yeah, ooh la la. Yeah, I'll do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Frank
0: Mrs. Bobbie's Miggins that- a a character that's mentioned
1: in previous series but only appears in this series. Yeah. Mm. That's a genuinely part of the appeal of Blackadder is the Blackadder extended universe. Like there's lore, there's <laughs> there's there's all sorts of nerdy details and connections between the series. Um it's very intoxicating like you know when you're watching it as a kid. Yeah.
0: Is Helen Atkinson Wood in relation to Rowan Atkinson? I
3: was thinking about this. I don't think so. No.
1: <laughs> Is she in a relation to Ron Atkinson? Is she in relation to Victoria Wood?
3: Is she in relation to Roy Wood? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we could carry on.
0: <laughs> Do you know Helen Atkinson Wood? I know, I know but, but thanks, thanks for the, for the tip. tip. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. Sod off. Brilliant. Just and
3: as a kid, I generally thought that that was David Ross, just because he looked like crying a bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the guy with the... well, there's another link. <laughs> yeah. This episode just doesn't stop. It's no. brilliant. It's relentless. It just keeps going. What
3: the fuck is Baldric doing? <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: he's trying to need. We don't need it. He needs to get <laughs> a grip. <laughs> <laughs> Baldrick literally
0: the lowest life form on earth <laughs> I, love it.
3: I didn't realise until the last mice? time I watched this That, that Blackadder picks up the cat to boot it I just thought that he saw it on the floor and booted it But he intensely <laughs> picks it off the chair And just just yeets drop it as kick. far as
1: fucking possible Proper dropkick yeah. <laughs> uh, Commenting on celebrity culture in the 2010s I think it's still uh acceptable to be racist about the French. Yeah. I've got a point about this later on as we talk about other black adders, but I think the Francophobia in this episode is <laughs> perfectly judged. <laughs> um it's the sort of it's the sort of stuff that we'd get back from a French sitcom if the French were funny. <laughs> And I think it's I think it's quite good natured and it's also works both ways. But there's there's a certain type of francophobia that Richard Curtis and Ben Elton uh, fall into a bit later on that um, is very different. I think. Okay. Not in this series. Not in any of the good Blackadder.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Don't need to worry about it.
0: I do. <laughs> I was when I was watching this yesterday, it. Like, everything seems to pick up a gear when Hugh Laurie is introduced. Yeah. Is it like, not that it was bad before by any means, but just Hugh Laurie elevates this series. Any scene with Georgian yeah. is just, He's everything wraps up.
3: This is the silly series for me. This is the, This you know, <laughs> you've got you go, like, like, Black Adder 1 is just, you know, that's the sort of starting everything. Black 2 is a bit more serious and a bit, just a bit sexier, really. And then this one's just the kind of the silly, the silly season, basically.
1: Yeah, this is just have have fun, and like the the lack of Hugh Laurie, I think, is maybe the sole reason why, for me, three and four, um, are head and shoulders above. Like, I mean, two's not far behind. To be fair, it's not head and shoulders two's behind, yeah. but but it doesn't Two have Hugh Laurie in ahead. it. And you need you for me, you need Hugh Laurie for doing this, George, for Blackadder. But
3: it does have Tim McInerney, though.
1: Yeah, in this particular episode we have both Percy and George. Yeah.
0: Tom oh yeah. yeah. And Nigel Planer and Neil, making yeah. his <laughs> second appearance on a dwarf
1: cast. <laughs> this is this is the secret through line for our, our commentaries. Yeah.
0: There's got to be someone in this that's also in the next thing that we do. <laughs>
3: I don't know whether to mention this now, but it's one of those things where if you haven't seen the episode before, it could be a potential spoiler. <laughs> I, don't like, know to it. I don't think we like, should
0: worry about that. Nah, assume everyone's seen Blackadder.
3: Okay, so my question to you guys is: when you first watched the episode, do you can you remember whether you worked out that he was him?
1: No, 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 no. no. Okay, no, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I still have a theory that neither of them are the real Scarlet Pimpernel, anyway.
3: Oh, okay. You think they're, they're, they're both just... Well, I, think, I
1: think they're both they're both playing at it as well. Uh, um. Interesting. Well, yeah, how much, like, this
0: characterisation of Smedley and Topper, that must be their default character that they display to the world.
1: Their whole lives,
0: yeah. 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 <laughs> They'd have had to have been putting this act on for their whole lives. <laughs> Up to this, <laughs> <dim> bones.
1: They're <laughs> <laughs> so amazing.
3: <laughs> yeah. Damn that dead father!
0: Amazing. I don't know if I would have, if I would have figured it
1: out when I first watched this episode. Were I older than about seven, yeah, <laughs> I think true. that's the take you just take everything at face value, don't you, until it's yeah. proven otherwise. Mm. I think that's uh, the 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 partnership between Ron Atkinson and Hugh Laurie is I mean yeah, there's only there's only one partnership with Hugh Laurie that beats it. <laughs> um
3: And we get yeah, we get the best of both worlds in uh, dual duality. But yeah Oh god, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: There's the punching in there, it's so, it's so <laughs> There's something, There's something
3: about, about punching you in this one—a well. punch that just looks so <laughs> like you just—I don't know—he just he, just he falls so quickly. It's awful.
1: Well, he's one of the great slapstick performers yeah. of like our
3: such a reactor
1: time. Yeah, like he's amazing. <laughs>
3: I mean, Tony Robinson is the unsung hero as well, of Blackadder. Like, really yeah. is an amazing foil. of Yeah, you know, he is. And has his moments as well, like, where he really does come through. But yeah. Underrated.
0: Yeah. A lot of what he has to do is stand there and take it, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just keep like, the same blank expression on his face. Yeah. yeah. He gets plenty of opportunities to do funny lines himself, but is often at his best where he's just reacting... In a
1: non-reacting way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes he gets a bit excited if someone digs up something really rare and you know, <laughs> like old uh, from the ground. But other than that, he's just emotionless.
3: Like his attention is always on Blackadder. Like he's never looking at the prince. He's, yeah, he's just staring at, at us constantly. Yeah. yeah, he's always reacting Loving to
1: Like a dope. Like like well, like my dog. Is just yeah, always yes. staring at me. She's <laughs> <Yes, laughs> doing it right now.
0: There's a moment of accidental poetry. Yes. (laughs) Wish, wish I could come, but just not posse with this tum. (laughs) This is lovely. (laughs) <laughs> please write to my mother <laughs> for some reason I mean we're probably going to come to this a little bit later in the waffles but I always thought of Blackadder the third as being a lesser than two and four but every time I watch any of it uh, I don't know where I've got that from Yeah, yeah. But I think the key is that, that those three series are pretty much perfect
1: they are in the, and and they have their own strengths and yeah. So, so it's whatever whatever resonated with you first tends to be at the top and it's almost arbitrary. Yeah. Which right?
3: is two for me because I think it's yeah. I think it's the one I saw first. I don't think it obviously went out when it was going out, but I definitely saw it. that was the first thing. No, it would I have been about being, two. Yeah, I was been fascinated by the big snake at the beginning. That's what used to grab my attention. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah.
3: I
0: seem to remember that I'd seen a few episodes of two uh, at a friend's house, (laughs) and then BBC Two repeated
1: all four of them from the beginning. Mm. And so, yeah,
0: Two has that for me as well.
1: I don't think there's any show that's ever existed that quite relishes the inherent amusingness of Trousers more than Blackadder. (laughs) (laughs) It's
3: a very British thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's very British. Just trousers and pants. It's just their thing, and like, a... yeah,
0: yeah. It's at least the second time. There's possibly more where there's a joke about leaving George to do something <laughs> very simple, and <laughs> cuts it cuts back to a week later, and he's still doing the same thing.
2: <laughs>
0: in the first episode, we were back before you can say anti-disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> Distinctly
1: minted. There's a good, yeah. There's a good silent. Um, punchline to the trousers thing as well (laughs) this isn't mentioned (laughs) not so hostile to the Frenchies now (laughs) (laughs) I'd quite like a chocolate eclair right now
0: we had a Tesco delivery today where we were supposed to have four oh, chocolate pairs, but they never came. Disastrous.
3: <laughs> we're given huge, suspicious-looking sausages instead. <laughs> <laughs> if he's only. made
1: that, horses will last all <laughs> <morning. laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, looking at it now, it's a fairly decent job of disguising. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, no, no, it is. Well, it'd have to be, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. A little. You can tell a little bit by the voice, but only if you know,
3: mm. I think. I think that's it. It's more of like if you, if it's... But you don't know it's actually going to be the same character. You just think it could be the same actor.
0: Yeah. Like Blackadder and Macadder.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Although that's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: This is kind of
0: like the Blackadder Hello Hello Yeah. Uh <laughs> crossover episode. <laughs> Ridiculous French accents in a cafe. <laughs> that way suspicious.
1: <laughs> I like how Blackadder cuts him off before he can say Willy, despite the fact that Mrs. Miggins just <laughs> said it about two seconds later. Maybe they had a willy allowance. <laughs>
3: costume the, the set in this is just like the, all the sets in in, um, in blackhead are always really good and the costumes mm. are unbelievably good as well yeah so this <laughs> is meant to be the embassy
0: yes i was confused by this when i watched it back yeah i thought i'd like i'd misremembered it a little bit and i thought they were actually in france for a bit yeah but they're not
3: the embassy ball but, i assume that's the. I don't know is so
1: it? I googled this as well. I basically googled, did the French revolutionaries ever take over the French embassy in london mm. and uh, as far as I could tell- unsurprisingly they didn't, so <laughs> I'm not entirely like it's 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 a weird contrivance, isn't it to oh who's that lad He's yes, oh. he is. I'm sure there's some sort of red Dwarf connection here yeah, he was in i think he was in a couple of episodes, at least Replayed. if he wasn't he should have been. <laughs>
3: I mean, he steals it, doesn't he? Basically, he steals
1: this
0: scene completely. I think this bloke played um, Frank Rimmer in Time Slaves.
1: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so revolutionaries came over to London, broke into the embassy, killed the ambassador and took it over.
3: Yeah.
1: Temporarily. Temporarily, yeah, and then no one mentioned it Yeah, but,
0: you know... Richard How... III didn't get decapitated uh, by his own. Oh, yeah, this is an alternative. <laughs> How do you an know? Yeah. And uh, Richard IV t- taking over for several years. Oh, no. History Richard's is different. written by the winners. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what a stinky weed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not a surprise, really, that Chris Barry is excellent at performing. he's good. Yeah. Playing a ridiculous French stereotype.
3: Quite a, plays quite a big part in this episode as well. He does, yeah. A major character.
0: There's only, there's only three guest stars, I think, isn't there?
3: Technically speaking, yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. yeah, they just put yeah. the
1: work in. Yeah. Apart from Mc- the guy McInerney um, and, and Nigel. <laughs> yeah, uncredited extra. David Ross.
0: <laughs> That's a bad cut. There was a little yeah. moment there where... I think it's a slight fourth wall leaning moment where um, one of I think it's Fru Fru says, um, just before Chris Barry enters, he says, well, where's all the music and the big entrances? And then Chris Barry comes in. Oh, right, but yeah. there's a, like a little sting of incidental music. That they react to. All <laughs> oh, right. And there's there's a few moments in Blackout of the third where they are very much leaning on the th- on the fourth wall.
3: I don't think I ever noticed that.
0: It's not as noticeable as here I die on this unconvincing grassy knoll, Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we missed a little bit there where it came the birth of well I I think you could accurately describe as a cult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that appeared in Red Dwarf fandom around the turn of the century of the Carrotists. Uh people who used to write into Better Than Life, the fan club magazine, talking in code about Chris Barry's penis, basically. Yep, it's all yeah you know, based on cat. the line that he's
1: hung like a baby carrot and a couple of petit bois. Well, one of the most well followed <clears throat> fan Red Dwarf accounts on Twitter is the Chris Barry fan club, so. I imagine there's a few, more than a few, carrotists in the ranks.
3: I love carrots. I don't think there's anything (laughs) wrong.
1: Happy (laughs) pottimus. Happy (laughs) pottimus.
0: They call me the hip hop (laughs) pottimus.
3: <laughs> Something about Blackadder that's un- inherently quotable. There's so much. Yeah, it's just so witty.
1: Yeah. Well, the lines are crafted. It's really honed. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: I think there's that footage that's out there somewhere of uh, rehearsals for goes forth, where they spend hours going over. Each line to make it the funniest possible rhythm of the words yep, and yep. everything about it. So, like, the script is good in the first place, <clears throat> and then it's tailored so much to the particular. And, like,
1: Rowan Atkinson has a very particular way of talking. Yes, so writing to his rhythm is even, yeah. it makes it just, yeah, punches it up even more. Part of it is covering up a stammer or yeah, it's some a stammer, such, yeah. isn't it? It's said that that's why we don't get outtakes because he doesn't he blocks them. Oh right, mm-hmm. but it is said basically. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you get awkwardly. such iconic things like
0: Bob, yeah, and and in the Thin Blue Line Habib because that's the only way that he can wrap his mouth around certain sounds. Habib, but it makes it really funny. Yeah,
3: he's got a slight. It, like the way the Black Adder speaks, like the way he says his S's and his TH's are always kind of like sort of slightly like lispish. Like he's got a slight lisp when he talks about other, but this, this is a Black Adder specific thing, not a Ron Atkinson thing. But it's like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That still our little Baldrick is possibly my most quoted black line. Um usually directed at my partner.
0: <laughs> my partner and I have a thing of whenever uh one of us offers the other one tea we're replying yes immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that very day. <laughs> I like the the tenacity of Blackadder to, to continue making jokes even when his life is about to end. He doesn't <laughs> have time That's the only thing he can do. Yeah, I mean, that is essentially goes forth in a sentence yes
0: morning scum
1: (laughs) and we've shipped her over Oh right, yeah, arrived from Paris this morning. Yeah, so, yeah, that's what clued me into the fact yeah. that this is supposed to be. Britain, I think but... as a kid, I just like my brain just took the leap of like they're in France for some reason, and I didn't really think about it.
3: I still thought that until you explained it like now.
1: So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's it smacks of the original script or concept was they do go to France, and then it was like let's we can't yeah we pare it back a bit maybe
0: yeah like how in series two he has a scheme to fake sailing around the world and then accidentally sails around the world like (laughs) he was going to fake going to front
1: and accidentally ends up in front oh he has a scheme to fake going back in time and then actually goes back in time (laughs)
3: oh yeah let's not (laughs) talk about that yet yeah. I, mean, I mean, if anyone got this as being uh, Nigel Plain, he designed some sort
1: of <laughs> <Like> <laughs> Terry Jones, maybe Terry very, Jones, yeah, very versatile, <laughs> as we were discussing last time. <laughs> you should have revealed yourself a bit sooner, mate. I <laughs>
3: yeah. well, he was showing off again. The ego was was overtaking. <laughs>
1: I mean really Smedley. for me he's almost unrecognisable as Nigel Planet to be honest.
3: His eyes, man. His eyes they always, always the giveaway with Nigel.
0: That's why Madame Guillotine covers them up. Yeah. I just realised that Smedley is also the name of um the um, guy <laughs> a GNT who runs um the Smeg posting group on Facebook.
1: Oh right. <laughs> oh yeah. Jason Smedley, a.k.a. Smig for Brains, is what he's called. He also skills. runs the Red Dwarf on this day, Twitter feed. Right? Yes. yes. And he's played by <laughs> Nigel Planer. I, yeah. Again, like I just didn't realise he was Nigel Planer <laughs> until just now. That's a good punch. Yeah, that yeah. was good. It's better than the one later on. Yeah, the Tim McInerney one. Mm. Shit. He's just too but nice. Now, I... This whole
0: thing of the suicide pills and what it does to you—we uh, used to play doing this
1: when I was a kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> fun for yeah, the family. It's—it's yeah. it's a bit. Oh, no, it's a tiny bit stage school, isn't it? Like it's a bit like oh, do this improv or something, or do you know, like uh, a little bit for an audition or something. But yeah, but it works. It does. Yeah, the difference. Is- but he regrets keeping his eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed how, like, like how much he's breathing as well. He's must be. He's absolutely shagged out, and he's <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's breathing. He had to really do all heavily. that
0: jumping around, being happy, and then <laughs> I think uh, so. more like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: That's hours the, honing the, the line wit. to get the perfect. It's the wit
0: of black Blackadder. <laughs> <laughs>
3: At uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is hay <I> like?
0: <laughs> That's another very much quoted thing. Yeah,
1: look, George's trousers basically like stapled on. I'm not entirely sure how he's done it, but it's. And they're uh, only on one leg still. They're on one leg, and like on the other leg, they're basically just torn to shreds. Oh, is he still but, not like, like to done... actually
3: put them on properly? Is that. Yeah.
1: Pretty... <laughs> I don't think
3: I've always assumed that he did I used to say he worked it out But he still hasn't worked it out No <laughs> Right, okay
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Trousers <laughs> There's a drinking game to be made of Blackadder isn't there Yeah Yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Every time a simile happens, uh, yeah, similes. I would be dead. The word trousers
3: or pants or any reference to you know undergarments.
0: <laughs> and if Rick Mail turns up, finish the bottle. <laughs> oh man, twice.
3: It's worth the celebration, isn't
2: it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, it's lacking a reference to a contemporary, yeah, um, Cadbury's <laughs> milk tray. Look, luckily it.
1: for them. I think that is still enough in the zeitgeist. Like, you have it to endured, be a certain yeah. age, don't you? But I think that yeah. you
3: said it's also in. Um, uh, it's also in uh, Black August goes because the same with the, the Flash Heart doing the same thing. I left the chocolates on the bed yeah. and I went off and checked the system. <laughs>
0: There's the trousers, you can see them there. It's like half wrapped in wrapping paper. So, you give your wife something to hang her
1: towels from. <laughs> Sorry, different episode. Oh. Cue, <laughs> <laughs> Laurie.
3: Like, I, well, I imagine. I wonder how Americans react when seeing this versus <laughs> yeah. house because yeah they are diametrically opposite are they
1: just just look for like any kind of fine lorry sketches on youtube and there's americans saying look, this is this the guy from house yeah <laughs> uh, they
0: a lot of them are genuinely surprised that he's not american yeah yeah, yeah it just, like, like let some... alone
1: this british is, <laughs> not only is he british <laughs> but he's
0: also extremely silly
1: Lord Topper, who's looking directly at what you're doing with the wine glass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tim McInerney does, like, a condensed version of the... uh, Yes, and the reason why is because
3: Blackadder puts two pills in the cup.
1: Oh, (laughs) That was the terrible punch. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he just swung.
1: Also, yeah, also the noise makes it sound like a whiff as well. Yeah.
3: yeah. I don't know whether it's intentional that he's meant to miss, but he missed and they've the sound effects.
1: They could have cut away, couldn't they? They could have done like a, you know. Um, <laughs> like uh, that shot of George, that, yeah. for instance.
3: How the hell did I not know the end with his trousers on? It's really. Funny. <laughs> 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 That's so ridiculous.
1: If you ever tried to get a three year old to put their pajamas on? <laughs> it'd be you'd know, you know, actually, <laughs> still a four year <laughs> old, and any accusations to the country. <laughs> would be not, be like. Now, the reason I think, um, that they're not the Scarlet Pimpernel is because I think that is a very good point. The real Scarlet Pimpernel wouldn't reveal who they are, mm. In in my mind. So I, they're probably. I think they're playing at it and off the back of it because there probably was, you know, like copycat, copycat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People getting in on the on the action, and then they they would want to say, "Well, I'm the Scarlet Pimpernel" to like get the fame. But the real Scarlet Pimpernel, um, wouldn't do that. And the real Scarlet yeah. Pimpernel is Melchit.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Melchit's not accounted
0: for in this. He's uh, not. Series. No. Unless well,
1: unless the Duke of Wellington is of Melchett's line, which we which have to assume he must be. Yeah.
0: I always assume that General Melchett is descended from the Duke of Wellington because General Melchett has far, far more in common with him than he does with Lord Melchett. Yeah, with yeah, well, Lord Melchett, yeah. Uh, the credits, I've always loved the credits. This <laughs> again, this amazing. is again a, a John, <laughs> a John, John Lloyd special.
3: Yeah, yeah this, is, this John Lloyd puts them out My favourites
0: being Mixer of Vision. Uh, and coordinator of
1: technicalities, <laughs> I wonder if you could fuck about with credits like this anymore. Yeah. I'd probably technically not like it would be against some sort of guideline, but you probably could if you know what I mean It would be against the guidelines, but the guidelines can be can be yeah they 're there against, to be yeah. to be um broken occasionally for effect, right, yeah, yeah. And Blackadder at this point could probably do whatever the fuck it wanted.
3: It's weird because yeah. like ITV and stuff seem to have sort of standardised their 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 titles, their credits for programs. Like all programmes. Like, do you remember when they the first same. did
1: that when they had that horrific blue and yellow monstrosity of a logo in like early two thousands? Yeah, yeah. Oh god. Yeah, it was horrible. Oh, awful, awful. Obviously, the titles and the credits are a big, and I don't think anyone's mentioned this in the waffles, have they? Well, the titles and the credits are a big part of Blackadder's identity.
3: I think so, especially when they change them up every every week. I don't know how yeah. many other programs do that, where they kind of change up the.
1: Oh man! I mean, yeah, The Wire. <laughs> the
0: series two has a, like six different end themes, basically. Yeah, yeah. six
1: different sets of lyrics. <clears throat> All funny, and then um, the yeah the titles with the, the nice kind of simplistic titles with the snake. And, um, you know, putting putting down the object, yeah, 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 yeah. with the episode titles all being one letter, uh, one letter, one word. (laughs) That's probably the strongest. Yeah, Yeah.
3: Especially the whole little stupid thing that they do with, like, the polo mints and stuff like that. Like, those little anachronistic nods to, like, this isn't going to be purely historical. Like, you don't have to worry about Mm, knowing too much about history because we're going to kind of take the piss a bit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have fun when you watch. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a big part of, like, why... Because it, it's a weird show to be mainstream, popular, isn't it? And mm. it was mainstream yeah. popular, and it still is. And it is very odd that it is, because it's comedy nerdy. You know, it's that sort of thing that obviously you know people like us and people who are listening to this would love. But it's not. It's not necessarily something you would expect. But I think what they what it, it advertises itself incredibly well with with its presentation, like its initial, like you initially intrigued, like even with Blackadder 1 Mm. it's an intriguing thing for a sitcom to be doing, you know, um, big Mm. epic kind of sweeps and then um, a funny kind of title sequence like Blackadder 2, you know get get people on board, like people like my mum, who just absolutely adored Blackadder from Series 2 onwards
0: I think it's the personnel that contributes a lot to the popularity the mainstream popularity of it because even at the time of The Blackadder, um Rowan Atkinson was already a star. Yeah, it was in fact the Blackadder was a, a star vehicle for him because mm. uh, he co-wrote that first series with Richard Curtis. Then you happen to bring in later down the line Fry and Laurie, and then <laughs> yeah, you know, Rick Mayo making appearances and a
1: you know not not as a regular but fairly frequently.
3: Well, he's in every series apart from this one, and I always would
1: kind of wondered why. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I guess like this. So this was eighty. Seven. Oh, 87, so filmed in 86. So Rick and Aid could, could well have been in the middle of many, like various tours at that point, post mm. young ones, right? And maybe they just were, because neither of them are in it, whereas they are in four. Mm. It's, it's it's interesting, yeah, thinking about the kind of the cast thing, because series one doesn't have Fry and Laurie, but that's because Fry and Laurie were barely out of Footlights, I think. <laughs> they were in school. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I think they were out in 82. So probably, yeah, while it was filming, they were probably just finishing off Footlights and they hadn't hadn't got their first TV vehicle. They hadn't emerged yet. No. And then it was three years until Blackadder 2 mm. presumably tried to persuade someone to say that this quite expensive sitcom should probably have another chance. Um, but done significantly cheaper. Than yeah, yeah. Style. But still, it still must have been... Pricey, like like for the costumes and yeah. like more than you would normally have with like, you know a set wardrobe for an, a, a normal sitcom.
0: I don't know. There's no location at all in any Blackadder apart from Series One, I think. Other oh, than the
3: one outside broadcast thing they did for Two with Bells, I think that's it.
1: Oh, they did the VT with the music, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's probably. I don't know, a, a, a field behind the studio, right? Actually, I have a feeling
3: that was probably shot in the same set as the credits. The oh, the day. garden. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I reckon it's probably the same place. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. They just yeah. used it as a, an excuse. They didn't for have to do out.
1: much, did they? Just no. like skip around a bit, so just get a few shots and put it together. Yeah. Fuck, that's funny. <laughs>
3: It also has to be kind of timed up as well, because it all has to be done in like the 30 seconds of the, the music, so you have to kind of play the music and then have it all run, because there's no speeding up of film or anything, so it's obviously filmed in real time, which is yeah, kind of
2: yeah.
3: good work. But yeah. It's really there's weird, so weird much to have a series about. like Blackadder, where like every series is a completely different setting. I know Red Dwarf do that with different different sets but they're not in a different time it comes, yeah different, it
1: comes close but like it's, it's
3: like a literally different dimension every single time you you see them it's the same, same people but a different a different it, scenario
1: it's an incredible decision to make because if the Black Adder was like and actually i don't even know how popular the Adder was at the time i'm just kind of imagining it probably wasn't a smash hit right but if it if it was if it was ginormous then we're getting a second series that's the same setting, or like a similar setting, if you know. I know that everyone dies, but you know, you you, you maybe don't then commit to. We have to think up of a whole new setting and ho- and essentially, even though you've got the same characters, you are tweaking them every year. Yeah, um, it's quite an ambitious thing to do. Yeah, well, I think they could have
0: carried. I mean, everyone died in the end of Two as well. Now I think about it. Yeah, but, and three, like <laughs> <laughs> it would have been. Um, feasible to do a, a second series like series 2 yeah with the same setting and the same characters yeah the they could have style. taken that decision they could have been like okay now it's elizabethan we moved it on a couple of hundred years so let's stick here yeah. but no i think after that point they said right well let's do a different one absolutely every
1: time yeah and with the third they they were quite canny because it's not massively different it's it's a 200 300 years yeah it's not a huge difference basically black adder's lower station but he's still essentially got the same job of like being in his room until a bell goes, or until a courier comes and tells him he needs to see the Queen, or a bell goes and he has to go and see George. Like It's exactly mm. the same thing. Well, if anything,
3: Blackadder's kind of dropping down in the pecking order. He is, yeah. Every yeah,
1: generation yeah. he goes down a level. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, his job in Series 2 is kind of undefined. Because he is at the beck and call of the Queen, sort of, usually just for plot reasons. Yeah. But.
1: I think he's just like he's, he's just a courtier. He's just, yeah, he's just a he's a lord, a land. Well, he doesn't actually own land, does he? Really, I don't think. And he he's just a courtier, like just doing whatever. Mm. Yeah, right he's just sort of like there man. because he's got you
3: know the gift of the gab and knows
1: yeah. how to yeah. Anyway, shall you know, we, we can...
0: officially go into the waffle? Yeah. Section? yeah. Because we can talk about Blackadder for hours, and we probably will. Am I going <laughs> to have to uh, say? Let's make it official. <laughs> Um, because we've asked our lovely listeners/slash readers to set their blackadder-related topics, which we're going to go through now in a section that we like to call.
3: These waffles come from GT. Our listeners really should know better. You may or may not disagree. Or call us names that have four letters Waffle men, Waffle
2: men You sent us quite a bit
3: Waffle men, Waffle men But some of them were shit
0: So let's start off with the big question from Warber Dog: uh, the inevitable discussion is which Blackadder series is best, but aren't all three of them the best for different moods?
3: Three,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. This is a this is a burn on the Blackadder. it has
3: got a footnote on it.
1: I think it's unfair to like act as if the Blackadder doesn't exist because it's it is still great. It's just it's just not. Yeah. It just doesn't touch what the show became. But the, the what the show became exists because of it. You know.
0: Yeah, they got a lot of things wrong with it. Mostly Blackadder's characterisation and also the direction. I remember from a documentary of some description over the years, someone possibly Ben Alton taking credit for all the changes (laughs) saying, Rowan Atkinson falling off a horse from 50 yards away is only as funny as anyone else falling off a horse from 50 yards away. But if you get in close and see his face, he's funnier than anyone else. Yeah. And that was a lot of the sort of the style of the Blackadder to make a big, huge. Epic yeah. looking thing was at detriment to the comedy a lot of the time, but I think the scripts it, for the Blackadder are great, and yeah. the the plots are funny, the characters are funny. It's got Brian Blessed in it. Yeah,
3: Who what doesn't? more could you want? Who doesn't want that <laughs> Yeah, Peter Cook. Well, yeah, exactly. You're going to say that was sort of like the handing of the baton over, wasn't it? The first series of Blackadder, yeah, it's a funny one because a lot of the dialogue and a lot of the jokes are lost in the location. You can't hear them because they're constantly moving about with this massive set.
1: Yeah, he always said to me it's all lost in movement, right? Yeah, it's like, all it's all yeah, yeah, the
3: movement completely distracts you from the actual comedy, the actual lines and the dialogue became the sort of you know, rather than the kind of stupid. Like the first season it's all about kind of the slapstick like movement of of Rowan which again was kind of part of his stick was the you know, Rowan's original sort of on-stage persona was kind of his physical aspect. So they obviously mm-hmm. they wanted to bring that to the forefront, but that didn't really work with everyone else not doing that.
1: So they discovered basically that there's a sitcom formula I guess for uh, for a reason and it just so happened that you know yeah. the sitcom formula w- would work perfectly for the show the strongest that they, you know,
3: part of black adder is the insults and the, and the, yeah, wit the, and, the and, and the wit and the, the, the you know the piercing but what's interesting mm. because there is a pilot for black adder where it is essentially Series two style, but a series one episode, yeah. and it blows my mind that they, have, that they actually tried bizarre. it and then didn't use it. It's just, yeah. it's mad.
0: <laughs> they nailed the formula and then decided, no. That's yeah. In thing.
1: case anyone was wondering whether Ben Elton came in and redefined <laughs> the character, he, which to be fair, I had assumed because, like, growing up, my my mum was just like, oh, I love Blackadder, but. Oh, well, it was shit before Ben Elton came and saved it because she she has a dim view of Richard Curtis, but, mom, but she loves Ben <laughs> Elton. Know. Well, yeah, I mean, especially now. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, you know, Ben Elton came in and the sweeping changes. But like the original Blackadder character or the character that we love was created by Rowan Atkinson and Richard Curtis. It's just that they yeah. made the decisions. They made creative decisions that didn't happen to pan out. But I mean, they still created something amazing.
0: So less of the dismissing of Series One yeah. people yeah but it is it is to be fair definitely not the best one and no one i don't think would say it was the best one no no i think the best one is two
1: interesting but i don't know why it's tricky because yeah
3: two for me it, i think queenie is a big part of that miranda yeah. richardson is an amazing
1: character it comes down to the satellite cast that that's yeah. what it is yeah yeah,
0: because all of them have bouldrick and blackadder yeah and then it's just which other pieces of the puzzle are there yeah and that's got a huge like that's why it goes forth has got a lot to be said for it because that has basically everyone yeah mm. <laughs> um other than um like miranda richardson well, has a guest uh slot but not a regular but everyone else pretty much who's ever been a regular is in it
1: you do miss percy though you don't get percy you get Darling. Yeah. You get Darling, but who's... Darling's not per- like. Da- but uh, as discussed,
0: Melchit isn't Melchit. <laughs> Melchit in Series Four isn't the same as Series Two, and so you've got those actors. But that doing...
1: doesn't count because in Series Two isn't very good. <laughs> uh,
0: and Percy's not very good yeah. compared to Darling. So you're getting the best. You're getting those same actors playing better characters, better characters than they characters, previously yeah. played. So
1: there is a strong, there is a strong shout for for goes forth. And I mm. think if usually if someone is picking something other than goes forth as their favorite, and I know that I'm definitely guilty of this, they might be being a little bit of a hipster, <laughs> um, because goes forth gets all of the gets all the of the attention on acclaim, it. Yeah. yeah, the critical acclaim and like uh, to the point where like talking about the end of it and, and how poignant it is is it has become a meme. Twenty years ago, you yeah, know. but it doesn't make it any less true. It doesn't make it any less true. But then three, I mean three, three is my favourite. I think because of the the balance of the guest cast. So you only get one melt chip performance, or like mm. the big melt chip performance <laughs> from Stephen Fry, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. still there. And Hugh Laurie, apart from. Rowan Atkinson, Hugh Laurie as that George is my favourite thing about the whole show. And he's not in two, and that's the only thing two has against it. Mm.
3: He's in two as a guest, but only right at the end. It yeah. seems like the guest of the the guest of the last series seems to be the, the strength of the next one.
1: <laughs> 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 Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then yeah, but then Melchit in goes forth is like one of the greatest comedy characters ever. Yeah, and to think where Stephen Fry wasn't
3: even in one because he wasn't even like known at that point, and then from that literally sort of eight year gap is like that's the that's all it took Stephen Fry to go from like no one who no one knew about to being like creating this absolutely iconic sitcom character that everyone everyone references every time we think of Stephen Fry. So,
1: I think it's 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 possibly a futile exercise. For this show more than any, because it's so different.
3: I like series two for the setting. I like series three for the dialogue. And I like series four for the honesty. That's mm-hmm. what I'm... Like, series four is a very honest series. Like, it couldn't be anything but. But I like series four because it doesn't really hold back. And I kind of like that. Like, for a comedy show, it's really, really
1: difficult. I mean, it's always got, it's always, like, as a show with something to say, usually, isn't it? Like, yeah. it, it's not a huge part of the episode, but, like, the one we just watched, you know, has something to say about class, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. The yeah. but the
3: operation. one about, like, the thing is the um, sort of insanity of war
1: and how... Yes. We, that was a relentless theme, wasn't it, all the way through. Blackadder yeah. knew,
3: the, knew the score from the beginning. He always knew that he was going to die on the battlefield. He, yeah. That was an inevitability. It was just a case of... His way of dealing with it was to just be angry at everything around him because it was all manic and chaos.
1: Yeah, it was the character in even more nihilistic than he normally is, yeah. I guess.
3: Yeah. And it's all better for it because it's yeah. just it's honest and true. And
1: oh, I... you've just taught me into goes forth being.
0: My <laughs> I mean, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, it's hard not to <laughs> not to agree when you just think about that. You've got like the flash art episode and the. German spy episode and the Flanders <laughs> pigeon murderer and you see and
3: and they're ridiculous episodes like when you think about yeah. the, the, the the premises they're really silly but they're still grounded in that kind of like here are the mad generals above you here
1: is oh yes yeah. you know, still dark the... humor all the way yeah through yeah, 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 yeah yeah it's difficult because like with Red Red Dwarf for example you can say series two you can compare. Apples to apples. I can't believe I'm using that phrase. Series 2 is better than Series 1 because it is the same thing done in, more, in a more refined way. This is debatable, possibly, but Series 5 is. Yeah, no, maybe it's not the most distilled because it, it's a completely different thing, but like you can. Could... No, I think you're right. I think you've talked yourself
0: out of it. But like, despite all the changes that take place within the history of Red Dwarf in terms of what the sets look like, what the costumes look like, what the production values are, the specific configuration of cast. Despite all that, it's one whole thing. Yeah, Comparable. Uh, It's one s- continual, s- continuous storyline. It's the same characters, uh, even if one might leave and one might come back and, and whatnot. <laughs> uh, and so you can really easily say, well, I prefer this one to this one uh, because they're doing the same sort of thing in, in, and one of them does it better. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, as sort of Warbirdog leans on in the question, the the three, aren't all three of them, best for different moods. Yeah, and yeah, I think it, you wanna... it
1: depends what you want out of your Blackadder, and there's a case for all of them being the best one. That's and it. sometimes, sometimes, we want to sit down and watch the Blackadder, and, uh, and we do. Yeah, I do on occasion. Yeah, um, and then we watch one episode and then watch series three
3: Ma- mainly, mainly <laughs> for uh, Jim Robin. <laughs> yeah. he's one of the best things about the Black Adder, so you know. Yeah, and oh, then the Christmas Carol is uh, uh, perennial.
1: Um, I like I like uh, Savvy Baldrick as a concept. I think they could have maybe uh, used that a bit more, like mixed up Baldwick Baldwick. Like my roticism isn't that bad. Come on, um, they could have they could have mixed up Baldrick, uh maybe a little bit, but because uh, because I like that version of him. Even you know he was necessary because. You, you had the swapped roles, basically. Yeah, when the main character was stupid, you needed the Yeah, you needed the clever. The, the clever sidekick, but maybe that was a bit... Yeah, I don't know. Was that a bit obvious? And then what was Percy in that respect? Like, he was another silly one. It was just a balance. For yeah, it was... Percy and Edmund were too similar, yeah. except Edmund was a prince and Percy wasn't. It was really the only difference between the two. Right? Yeah, Percy was extraneous, really, and you, yeah. you, you need Blackadder to be almost this island of... Like, he's not perfect, but like this island of and also he's not sensible but like of of almost seriousness kind of because you then you've got Rowan Atkinson with this deadpan face with one raised eyebrow just watching mm. Percy be stupid or watching Baldrick be stupid or listening to them say something stupid and you've heightened the 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 the, the funniness of the line just because Rowan Atkinson is like just writing things across his face you know uh, whereas if he's a broader kind of more comedic character that's all you get, really. Like Mr. Bean, yeah, like Mr. Bean, and and that's and you know, yeah, he did Mr. Bean, and that went nowhere. Like it went absolutely mean? nowhere. Like it didn't make him a multimillionaire or anything. So he needs to just stay serious, really, and stop talking about politics. I mean, he definitely needs to do that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's have another waffle from Warbadog. <laughs> Uh, would this episode have been even better if they put a flash art in it?
1: <laughs> I've just realised what he's referencing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> flash art has the Scarlet Pimpernel. It writes itself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it writes itself. It would be. Yeah, he's the real Scarlet Pimpernel, and he maybe turns up at the end, calls everyone a puff, and then goes away.
3: <laughs> 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 you could pull the wolf your right as well, because you could even have Rickmail turn up as the Scarlet Pimpernel, and turns out that's he isn't him like he, he isn't is, he has yeah. is been faking it and he has been acting this part for god knows how long and it turns out he isn't <laughs> like like the real one turned up ah shit
0: maybe
1: that's why they got Nigel Planer cuz they couldn't get Rick Mail. that's it you can't <laughs> you get Rick to be one any. of the young ones <laughs> Rick male's quite exuberant and Nigel's plainer so it <laughs> kind of suits the <laughs> the all a bit better uh, uh. But yeah, I think okay, no, it wouldn't have been better if they put a flash heart in it because flash heart needs to be used sparingly like like Tabasco sauce. <laughs> like they push him to his limit in 4 for the amount yeah. of screen time he has and yeah. it's perfect but I think a lot of that is borrowed from screen time that he would have had in three, if you know what I mean. Like Yeah, it's like yeah. making
3: up for the absence. Yeah, it's it's very rich,
1: it's very rich pudding. Flash Out. But also like in his Flash Out's
0: original appearance in series two he only turns up about
3: three minutes before the end of the movie. And the fact that everyone
1: who talks about how much they love Flashheart mentions the fact that he was only in it for three minutes is like that tells, says to me that that is one of the reasons why he's such a brilliant character because yeah. he was written he in a way to just, yeah, to just have this explosion across the page for like as dense as possible for a short amount of time as possible. So that is like brevity is part of his character. Um, oh my God. That is possibly the best three minutes of comedy that's, like, ever ever <laughs> happened. Like, in all seriousness, no hyperbole.
3: The level of ridiculousness that it, that it gets to within about 30 seconds, oh. where, like, you start having... You get a character who literally, basically, breaks the fourth wall of this entire thing. Like, <laughs> yes. as he starts talking down the camera. He starts referencing crowds that appear out of nowhere and, you know, like, all this stuff. It's like, he's just a cartoon character. It just just explodes into this sitcom. It's incredible.
1: And his moustache is falling off. Like, even that is perfect. (laughs) 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 Oh. And that's definitely not... If that is intentional, then that is the most genius decision ever made in comedy. I just think... Yeah. But I think that's just sweaty Rick male. Uh, The glue's coming (laughs) off. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Oh, God. Sexy cunt that he is.
1: Well,
0: I still think that, like, I wouldn't want to replace the versions of Blackadder episodes that we've got, but I'd like there to be alternate versions of all the episodes mm. where instead of however the episode ends, Flashart Art turns, turns up. up. <laughs> That's good. That's
3: good. <laughs> There's even a joke to be made about Flashart turning up too late for an episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's turned yeah. up during the end time. Sort, sort of. of. No, I'm going to explain
0: that's how series one ends. Um with uh Blackadder oh, Edmund yeah. having pulled Don't drink himself. the wine. International Debris uh, wants us to address the elephant in the room back and forth. How much a uh, part of the show's universe do you consider it? Or if you were going to do a start to finish Blackadder watching, would you even bother with it? <laughs> uh,
3: I mean, you're no. talking
0: to You're talking to a man who uh did a beginning to end Doctor Who rewatch and included <laughs> All the missing episodes and all the flash animation. So I would include it. Not only that, so w- but Torchwood as well. Yeah. So I would include it, but I wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. That's the
3: thing. It, it, it's, it's a very weird thing, is, is Black in the Back of Every now and then, I will I fall decide to watch it. Just to see, like to remember what it was like. Yeah. And then <laughs> just that'll just do me for another seven so years when I won't watch it
1: again. Coincidentally, I watched it this morning. That is a coincidence
3: considering
1: we do the Black Island commentary. Yeah, yeah, it's like just totally the stars aligned. It was amazing. And uh, my, my opinion on Back and Forth is that the concept is wonderful and mm. perfect as a celebration of the show, perfect as a celebration of the country as the millennium was wrapped up in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the writing is complete dog shit to start to finish, really. Um, but the performances are all great. So, unfortunately. What makes me angry about it is that it is a wonderful opportunity for a really great, definitive cap on Blackadder, yeah. Um, not yeah. Captain Blackadder, cap on Blackadder. <laughs> um, but it was, it was, it was fudged, and it's just full of awful. It's I... full of homophobia, xenophobia. It's just terrible. Yeah, it's trying to
3: recap that lightning in the bottle, and the lightning in the bottle was definitely the writing was a major, major part of it. Yeah, and having had time apart, you know, and then deciding to try and do another episode, it just just doesn't have that same magic. It just doesn't have that same. It's like they went back and watched the other ones. Went, oh, okay, we need to do a simile here. We need to do a thing here. It's like it very very, very mm. formulaic right. in terms yeah. of the. the I think like, yeah,
1: Miranda hitting. Richardson was was great as Queenie. I mean, everyone everyone reprised everyone. their roles and just nailed it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, they totally did because they're all still brilliant and. And and yeah, the concept of Blackadder just trying to pull a fast one over everyone. Um, yes. So so yeah, anyone who hasn't seen it, he he is he seems to be some sort of waning like nobility. He's got an estate, and all his mates are happen to be the descendants of all of his other mates from hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. And he pretends to have made a time machine so he can con thirty grand out of them all in a bet. Um, but Baldric accidentally makes it functional. And then they go back to the d- d- dinosaur period. They go back to various periods, trying to get back. And in the end, they end up really getting all of the items that he needs for the bet. Um, and then end- he ends up manipulating time. So he is um, the absolute king of the UK. Like, it is it is a, yeah. a triumphant ending that he has um, completely ended parliamentary democracy in the country. Um, and Baldrick <laughs> is a puppet prime minister. In a useless parliament, and he is um, he is King Edmund the Third. Do you remember when dishevelled-looking
3: prime ministers was a joke? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. Actually, Baldrick Baldric looks more more prime ministerial than the the current cunt um, at the time of recording. At the time of recording, and and yeah, so I uh, said, so, you know, it, it's just that the, there's a whole strand of it where, because they accidentally kill Wellington and um, which actually, I think Stephen Fry is not doing Wellington there. He's He, he, he toned down Wellington, which is a little bit Definitely not doing the
3: Wellington of three,
1: no. Yeah. Um, and the hilarious side effect of this is that the the French take over England. The French who are b- portrayed as, to a man, a feat um, homosexuals that um, are scared of everything. Stop me if you've heard this Stereotype before in the early two thousands <laughs> um although this is before nine eleven but um uh, and it's like the 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 you know the and uh, not the anti French stuff in the episode we've seen today, but it's like it's all that stuff but just like been dialed towards the um the jeremy Clarkson crowd you know almost yeah. uh, it feels like that it is written for yeah. For, for that Euros sort, of a... for the people who the would be able skeptics. from afford
3: to go through Euro two in nineteen ninety.
1: Yeah, when really. Euroscepticism skepticism was, you know, was like, you know, rebellious and cool. I don't know what the fuck, <laughs> like what you know at, at the time. Really, no one ever took it seriously that we would ever not be in Europe. we were pretty much preparing yeah. to to get the Euro at that point mm. in yeah. two thousand. Yeah, I don't know. It's just at worst, it's unpleasant, mm. um, and at best, it's it's a nice little kind of reminder that this cast a. You know, all, still all great, they still could have done a job if the writing was correct, but by 2000, Ben Elton and Richard Curtis were yeah. not, are not the people to write Blackadder, are they? <laughs> yeah.
3: But everything else was was fine, absolutely fine. There was
1: uh, a bit of product placement for Tesco. Fucking That is fucking weird, isn't it? <laughs> Mate, the, the turn of the millennium, Like we will talk about the absolute weirdness around the Millennium Dome and the, the, the way brands all came together, oh, it was fucking weird. The Millennium Dome Trivial Pursuit edition where literally (laughs) half the questions are about exhibits in the Millennium Dome that no one even knew about then. Oh, yeah.
0: Really weird. Well, Back and Forth was one potential uh, ending to Blackadder. It's certainly a follow-up to Blackadder Goes Forth. International Debris, other question. Would the Blackadder 5 have been any good had it happened? Would it have undermined goodbye Obviously, the others end with Death, but that one is very final.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
1: So this is the one about the 60s band, right?
0: Yeah. There was going to be...
1: I always thought this was apocryphal.
0: It's something that has been mentioned by proper people in interviews, but I don't know whether there was any development to it whatsoever beyond if we were to do another one, what would we do? Right. And essentially, it sounds like the of 5 would have been a Beatles parody. Yeah. Makes Um, sense. Using all those tropes, and the drummer was going to be...
3: Bold Rick.
1: That's right, uh, yeah. Which is a fun, like, as a setup, it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That would have been Blackout of Five. Yeah,
0: I mean, like, they, they humstrung. Humstrung? Humstrung. Hamstrung? Bah- humstrung. Hamstrung. They strung their hand by um, always going forward in time. Yes. Yeah. Because from 1917, uh, where do you go historically? Like, yeah. you could do the Second World War, but you've just done the First World War. Yeah, and, and like,
1: nothing until the '60s that's the particularly iconic, <laughs> yeah. right? Like but culturally yeah, iconic.
0: It's, it's kind of you, when you're that close to the present as well. Yeah. And there's there's only certain things you you can do. Like I would have been probably more interested if there was a you know if we we saw Black Adders
1: from you know before. Yeah, go back. Uh, yeah, go back because there's you know. Well, s- go back. I mean, they pauses. briefly do. Um, Roman, uh, Roman Britain, Roman would have, yeah, mm-hmm. Roman could have worked, and I think that would have really worked. I mean, there's some excellent uh, racism against the Scots in that, which I <laughs> approve of. No, I don't. Um, I mean,
3: there's the Roman thing. There's also it, the is, idea it, of the a... Thirteenth Disciple and the the you know. Oh, G- yeah, Jesus. What? That, yes, that would that been was meant great. to be an idea. Um, there was also one that was posited more recently, which was the oh. one about them being like a. Like a university don, I think like like Stephen Fry was going to be like a university don, and he was going to be the Melchett of this university. Yeah, there was going to be a whole Professor thing about. Blackadder. Yeah, there was going to be a whole thing about the education system and stuff. But yeah, I don't know how that would have worked. But that was another idea that they we were playing about with.
1: I mean, you you you've got this cast, which is um, among the best comedy performance that this country has ever produced. So <laughs> yeah. you're starting strong. So, it, again, it just, like... It's they've all, all proven, apart from possibly Rowan Atkinson, that they can continue to be as funny as they ever were, especially uh, Hugh Laurie, I would say. Um, so, you know, if we were talking 90s or early 2000s, they all could have done a good job. But would, would the material have yeah, been there? Would the intent have been there?
0: That's the That's the key part as to whether it would have been any good or not, is when are we talking about this yeah. being made and this being written? If it was written a couple of years after it goes forth and it probably would have been good. Um but mm-hmm. yeah, let's let's just leave it for yeah,
1: now. Yeah. It's fine, it's done. Blackadder's done. It's it's already got a lot of baggage around the edges, to be honest, which we can yeah. probably talk mm-hmm. about later if we've got time, but
0: um Um And with regards to the other part of the question of would it have undermined goodbye? I don't think so. I think yes, that particular ending Worked out really nicely as the end of all proper Blackadder, um, <laughs> like discounting back, to, back and forth for a minute, but like as the as the ending of the last series of Blackadder, it worked really well. But if there was another one afterwards, um, I don't think the fact that Goodbye was poignant um, would make it yeah. you know, harder to come back from than two or three. Yeah, definitely, one, it's poignant because it is
1: it's not poignant because it's the end of Blackadder and it's like, oh, goodbye, all these characters we love. Yeah. It's poignant because it's at the end of yeah. a specific series that's about World War One. Yeah. Mm. Um. So, so its poignancy is only tied to World War One, and the show could have carried on doing whatever it wanted.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you uh, set it in a less sad period of history. Yeah. Well, this next question follows on quite well. This is from Loathsome American. Um, in the Blackadder Rides Again documentary from 2008, Tony Robinson asked Tim McInerney if he'd ever considered doing more Blackadder, and he says no. Too old for one thing. I don't think people want to see us the way we look now. I really don't. They want those memories. Davy, a dwarf, has a cast that's obviously aged since the BBC era, and audiences and fans on the whole seem basically okay with an older cast, judging by ratings and demand for more episodes. So, A, does Red Dwarf's continued viability prove Tim McInerney wrong about ageing out of a classic role? B is it an apples to oranges comparison and audiences might have rejected Blackadder in a way they didn't for Red Dwarf, or C did Tony Robinson just catch him at a bad time because <laughs> they were looking at old costumes that don't fit anymore and maybe he was feeling a little down?
1: That's a really good. That's a really good question.
3: Mainly C. You sure are one foxy lady. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I it also I think. Um, a bit of being probably a bit of C, although it's been a long time since I've seen that, so I don't know if that if he's prone to you know thoughts like that, but um, I think it is apple's to oranges. Red Dwarf is uh, has, has ended up being this kind of it's about the endlessness of their situation, um, mm. and they're naturally yep. aging, whereas Black Adder is you're starting fresh every time,
3: yeah,
1: um. Which you'd and so think you'd have maybe to naturally have older, like they'd all have to be in their fifties, yeah. <laughs> at the least at this but, stage. You know, works from a narrative point of view, but he's making a point from a performance point of view. Yeah, mm. um, he's probably got a point. You know, sometimes you just got to leave things
0: alone. Uh, I think there's one of the the key things is that in take Malchit for instance, yeah. and this is I can't remember who made this point. It's possibly Stephen Fry himself uh but in i think possibly in the same documentary of blackadder rides again about how part of the appeal of melchett in goes forth was that it was stephen fry was incredibly young at the time like he was yeah. still like late 20s at most and he was playing this old man and so he had red cheeks painted on and he had all this bluster that would put on and he was like he was playing a much older character and that's yeah. what made it even funnier the fact that inside he was this you know, this young boy essentially in the in the scheme of things, playing an older man was what made it funny. I don't think it's as funny if it's an actual old man. Yeah. Pull me ageist if you like. <laughs> but like it, it but not you know, not that older people, older actors can't be funny because of course they can. Yeah. But for that particular character,
1: it worked well having a a young person play it. Also, is it Black you know, is it is it fair to say that maybe Black had a has this position in in British comedy where it kind of suits being um, in the alternative comedy um, period, basically uh, as being mm. the breakout rather than the establishment. And as soon as you make Blackadder establishment, you get something like back and forth, which is very establishment. Uh, okay, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Red Dwarf sense. has always been outside of everything and continues to be, and so it can just carry on being Red Dwarf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's also, this, like, I I think a
0: bigger problem than the cast uh, being older is the writers being shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't trust modern-day Ben Elton and Richard Curtis to
1: open a can of comedy worms. beans that were already open. I wouldn't trust them to write Can of Worms. <laughs> no, I wouldn't trust them um, to write Can of Worms. And with uh, Ben Elton, like, that was... That was a star that shined very briefly, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> the, the, arguably the last decent thing he did, and it would only be decent, I think, in my mind, is the thin blue line. Yeah. Um, and that was 96, sort of time. And it's like.
3: But is the popularity <sighs> of that because of Rowan Atkinson? Rather yeah, than...
1: yeah, do you know what? I think maybe that is carried a lot by the performances because there's a lot of good performances in that. Yeah, David Haig is superb in yeah. it. Yeah, I it's weird, isn't it? Because Ben Elton was actually right. Ben Elton's always been shit, right? But at times <laughs> I can't figure him out because you know, you watch his like you watch him in the 80s and you're like, yeah, but you you're really shit. But then he was writing Blackadder and The Young Ones. And The Young Ones. And then <sighs> I don't know what it is. He's
0: really I strange think with I can't... his with his stand-up and stuff. I think part of it is that his style as a performer is Grating. rather... Grating was the exact word I had in mind, but <laughs> I was going <gonna, laughs> to switch it to idiosyncratic. Okay, right, yes. <laughs> and so that's a barrier. Yeah. And what's also a barrier is that beyond that, a lot of what he's doing is quite stock, observational, not terribly groundbreaking stuff, but it's mixed in with some quite good and quite vicious satire of the time. And that's what sort of carried him through and elevated him. Yeah. Is that he was doing, you know, oh look at these. Whenever you get a carton of milk from British Rail, it always <laughs> explodes in your face. But isn't Margaret Thatcher a terrible person and we hate the poll tax? am I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but... <laughs>
2: that's essentially
0: it. <laughs> that's essentially it. Uh, I can't remember what my point was, but yeah. That, <laughs> like, Ben Elton clearly has talent, or did have talent, because you don't get to co-write... Two of the best sitcoms ever made, without having some modicum of talent, but whatever talent was there has long since deserted him. Yeah, uh, but we don't want to be unfair, though,
1: because um, Richard Curtis is also shit. Oh yeah, yeah, and actually, there's maybe there is maybe an argument that he's always been shit, and, <laughs> and just and just kind of just hid it really well. No, well, he wrote, he co-wrote. Um, yeah, co-wrote,
0: mate. He co-wrote Mister Bean, yeah. the only Mister Bean, which is sensational. But that is largely thanks to Rowan's face. But he also wrote The Vicar of Dibley solo, and I like The Vicar of Dibley. Mm. He wrote solo. I don't think it's as talk. quite as classic as it's held up to be, but it's a good, good yeah, sitcom. Yeah, it's fair enough. Although I've just remembered that I used to have this irrational hatred for The Vicar of Dibley because. The, do you remember the BBC did, like, the top 100 yes. sitcoms ever thing? Yes, I And, think. like, the the top 10 in the list. I mean, that's where, like, Red Dwarf's entry was covered by uh, Tiny Andrew Collings saying, uh, really, the crux of the show is whether you find the word smeg funny, which is something that we've been using against him for many yeah. years now. He
1: has reacted against that as well, hasn't he, on Twitter? Yeah,
0: he was asked about Red Dwarf and he didn't really have any strong opinions one way or the other and so they Fuck told him then. what to say type thing. But yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Italian. <laughs> <laughs> They're <laughs> in that. The top ten programmes in that list all got a full like hour-long uh, programme about them hosted mm-hmm. by a top comedy person because like, um, you had Amanda Inucci talking about Yes Minister Obviously, Blackadder was up there. That was months,
1: months uh, before thick of it. By the way,
0: yeah, yeah, just before, just thick of before it. thick of it. Obviously, Faulty Towers and Only Fools and Horses, um, but Father Ted came eleventh, and the Vicar of Dibley came tenth. And I always thought that was extremely suspicious. <laughs> yes, that like that the rest of the top ten were all BBC ones. Clearly, Father Ted is one of the best sitcoms of all time. It's clearly miles better than the Vicar of Dibley. But did they just sort of swap them round because they didn't want a Channel 4 one to be in the top 10?
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's, so it's all bollocks decided, in here,
0: isn't oh, it? Well, it's, it's some sort of um, religious figure in, in a village that'll do. It's the Protestant agenda. Um, <laughs> it's
3: the fucking Jesuits who've got it all tied up. All <laughs>
1: well, the Protestants up to no good again. Where was Red Dwarf again on that? Was that, is it 18? 18, I think. Uh. Possibly lower, I can't It remember. pissed me it off. probably like, on G&T somewhere. Always, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the time, I was, uh, like, getting furious at this shows was a hobby. It was that was fun. the national pastime. Oh, in it the loved, 2000s. yeah. It was great, great time. It great I put time. on my CV. Let's uh,
0: talk about Blackadder again. Yes. Clem asks, which is the best version of Goodall's Blackadder theme? My favourite is the third's closing credits version. Is it's it? Ian, saying, is it your favourite? It is not, well I don't know, it might be <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so <laughs> I mean like as previously mentioned you've got to give series 2 closing a lot of credit for having 6 different sets yeah. of lyrics mm. uh, themed to each episode in a Greek chorus style of summing up the themes
3: Yeah Are we saying theme to us in like let's just assume okay let's just do intros to begin with Then, so let's just compare intros Okay I, I like the attitude of 2 that's what I like about yeah, guitars. Two, guitar two solo. electric Yeah, guitar. and a, yeah. A de- there's something about guitars being used for theme tunes, and it's like, especially how good, because he just seems to be good at it.
1: Guitars and Elizabethan period, like the, the, the they sort yeah. of goes together, right? Again, yeah.
3: it's that, again, it's that kind of sexy sort of like, you know, that that rock thing of, you yeah. know, them having this slightly. And Rowan
1: Atkinson's really sexy in that series. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, definitely, said. man. Yeah,
3: but yeah, it's um like it really suits mm. that that era. And I think it's the same guitarist who does the Red Dwarf theme as well.
1: That oh, makes sense. I think yeah. it is. Sure. I think it's Tom Blades or yeah. another little... guy. I can't remember what the other guy. Get thee to the show notes, dear listener, because either we'll have a link or we'll have Ian. Well, a correction. Well, a correction. A rude. I, thi- I think it's either one of two
3: people. One of two people, and I think Howard's got that on his website. So it's
1: not like I've done some fucking
3: research before. Did
1: hey, I watched middling to shit specials for my research. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean yeah um, three's perfectly kind of placed in like historical it just just fits. Yeah it's mm. it's
1: fairly it it does the job.
3: It must have been a fun job for for Howard to uh, to have to rejig.
0: It's the yeah the same tune done in at least four different styles.
3: Exactly. Yeah and then even in the um, in the back and forth one that's a that's a really I, nice version of the theme. I think the back and Oh and, and forth Christmas carol. One. Oh Christmas carol of course yeah. yeah.
0: Christmas version, oh, Christmas Victorian Carol. Christmas version. We haven't even
3: talked about Christmas Carol, have we? Yeah, that's brilliant. Oh, <laughs> that's got that's
0: got Jim Broadbent and Miriam Margulies oh, in it again, yeah. <laughs> being fantastic. Yeah. And then
3: like an excuse to have all of these previous series kind of melted into
1: one idea. Yeah,
0: little yeah. sketches of, of yeah. them
1: all. It's very interesting, like parallel universe sort of feeling. Blackadder, because the, the, all the specials all feel very different, even if they're essentially the same jokes are similar jokes, you know, like Cavalier years is very yeah. three. It still feels like there's just something different there. There's a different energy, but I think mm. Christmas Carol gets it the most right. Definitely.
3: Oh, it's the, yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to get, you know, if you're going to get ridiculous about like, you know, you talk about like Blackadder having ridiculous British um, idiosyncrasies, it's the fact that he owns a moustache shop. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: But anyway, Theme tunes.
3: Yes.
1: <clears throat> so what? So what about you guys then? What's your What's your pick? Um, goes forth opening, I think, because I mean, I, I guess it's a fairly standard like military band version, but I like the whole package of the performance. Yeah, and inter- it works and
0: really well with that tune. It, uh, it yeah. sounds like that's what it was made for.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah.
1: It's and interesting because it's, it's the first one that
3: introduced the characters in like as before the shows even started. You yeah, American style opening. Yeah eyes right yeah and you get baldrick <laughs> yeah. missing his cue and those little things yeah it's great
1: that was actually tony robinson actually really did miss his cue and they just kept him <laughs> <laughs> i
0: like the way they look on tim mccannone's face as he kind of leans from behind
1: <laughs> yeah. with his eye twitching oh yeah. the twitch the twitch acting is like i i wonder at some point like did he regret deciding to do that Tick because the you know he had to keep that up, but it's yeah, he like... couldn't get
3: rid of it after a while. If I'm uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: he just... no, no, seriously, no, oh, really, genu-
3: no, yeah, genuinely
1: true. Oh, that. He, had, he had that boss. switch for a while,
3: he couldn't get rid of it after, after they stopped filming. He, he was like, a it was literally a tick at that point. He just oh, Jesus. It. it was literally a train tick.
1: himself back out of it, giant tick that was following him around. <laughs> that's
0: why um Stevie Wonder really regrets doing that blind singer shtick that he'd invented in the 60s. <laughs> I think my favourite version of the Blackadder theme tune might be Series One. Uh, yes. Ah,
3: yes. Okay. It is genuinely the brilliant.
0: Epicness. I mean, like, maybe that's partly because that's literally what the tune was written for. For that style, it is one of the reasons that it fits so well. But I really like the lyrics as well, and the consistency of the lyrics throughout. Um, yeah, I really like the Series One theme.
3: Yeah it's it, it, it's there's a there's an interesting um uh i think there's a, a french program called the flashing blade and if you look at the intro to that they have very uh, similar tones huh, to the start of black adder and obviously the deadly the flashing, deadly flashing blade, blade yeah exactly it actually mentions it as well um but there's like there's real similarities between that and the uh and the black adder intro Show notes, yeah, definitely. But I love the uh, I love the lyrics for that are just amazing. I I I never. I used to think it was blacker than a hole, not blacker than a vole.
2: <laughs> I thought blacker than a hole, yeah, was because a blacker line. than a hole,
1: because yeah, it feels like the lyrics should maybe be serious, but uh, they sneak in a hole in there.
3: His pot is blacker than his kettle, it's like it's just <laughs> so many good lines.
0: Okay, Dave asks. Following on from Chris Barry's cameo in this episode, which other members of the Dwarf cast, as opposed to the Dwarf cast, would you like to have seen in Blackadder and who should they have played? Oh, I should have thought about this one in advance because I've got nothing.
1: Yeah, I've got nothing because, like, who... Robert Llewellyn
3: should play Nelson. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you're thinking of Captain Butler.
3: I am thinking of Captain Butler. <laughs> <laughs> so give him They're a chance to similar. do do it right.
1: Uh, <laughs> do it and not Captain Butler.
3: I could see, Ro- I could see Robert Lawler being in Blackadder. It's weird. I can't. Yeah. For some reason, it just doesn't seem to fit. Craig God, Danny! But I don't know. I couldn't tell you why. Danny would be good as oh, a kind yeah. of um, a Georgian fop. I could see that. <laughs> He'd be one of the actors that would um, kind of really play up the, yeah. the lovey, yeah, lovey thing. I could totally see that.
1: Yeah, he could do that. It could do something musical. It could be Jimi Hendrix in the Blackout of Five. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's a really cool idea. Um, maybe I'm just thinking that because Jimi Hendrix was in Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted, that's right. And that worked really well.
0: Hattie Hayward should have been Mrs. Miggins.
3: A
1: relation. <laughs> or some other,
3: yeah, <laughs> some other wench. <laughs> <laughs> there's some woman. I didn't mean that. I just think like like she would have been really good as like she would have been really good in Blackadder. I think that she'd have been a good fit.
1: Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, she's definitely of that of that trip. And that's the that's the thing. There isn't many people in in Red Dwarf that kind of fit the because. But Blackadder very much does feel like it's it's pulling from a pool a specific pool of of, of actors.
3: It's 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 weird though because if you told me mm. that Chris Barry was in Blackadder playing a Frenchman, I'd be like, what? Because that you know that that comes out of left field a little bit.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But he's definitely in that pool of talent. I mean, it's the sort of eighties alternate comedy Paul Jackson camp, really. Paul yeah. Jackson's stable. Yeah. Because mm. um, you think like Lee Corns is in Blackadder a lot and is in Red Dwarf.
1: But like Craig, I just don't think there's a place for him in Blackadder. He's just not a Blackadder actor, is he? No. Do you know what I mean? Like You just can't imagine it.
0: It's the thing that almost everyone, in fact, possibly absolutely everyone that's ever been in Blackadder is incredibly middle class at, yeah. at the minimum. Yeah. And so maybe, like, I mean, other than the obvious, because I'm thinking through and I can't think of many black people or, you know, non-white people that have been in Blackadder, but also Craig and Danny are the are the working class ones in Red Dwarf, and and Chris and Robert are the
3: middle-class ones, so... So, Craig would be in the same uh, umbrella as Baldrick in Blackadder Goes Forth, then?
0: But, Tony Robinson isn't... I'm talking more about the actors rather than the characters because there's all kinds of people that are portrayed from all parts of society, but the actors themselves Mm. are all middle-class. Yeah. And so, that's probably, like, one of the defining features of this pool that we're talking about, of the people that were Recruited from the pool to be in Black Adder mm. are all middle class bastards.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not quite the same um, crossover as with the young ones, as you know, yeah. this, this is a similar question that we had answered then. Um, yeah. Well,
0: I, I can picture Craig and Danny being in that little group, yeah, but yeah. not in the Black Adder group. Blackadder is a bit more than a bit middle class, as yeah. as the
1: comedy goes. So maybe, maybe that's part of the reason why you know black it would be it's weird to imagine black out of being like resurrected right now is it's possibly if, if it would go down that white middle class route that it was originally in not route but you know what i mean like that world like mm. all all that world's gone fucking wrong at this point it would be the tone of it would be awful it would be way off to the right it would you know yeah that's where it would naturally sit and it would just yeah
3: yeah, it's again because the idea of it being like an Oxford Don or whatever it was that they were going to do is like that would just sit it right in that world. Like, it fits Blackadder, but doesn't fit the world anymore.
1: Yeah,
0: that was quite a deep answer to the question. We'd read all have cast should be in it, but yeah, <laughs> we'll take it. Last couple of waffles. Uh, international debris back again. Wants us to discuss the Cavalier years. In particular, the wonderful Stumpy Oleg McNoleg.
3: <laughs> now, I'll, I'll admit that I haven't watched Cavaliers in a, in a fair while. I remember it being a comic relief skit, mm-hmm. maybe about 10, 15 minutes long, maybe fifteen. Yeah, is it right? Okay, so it's quite meaty it's...
0: for a comic relief skit. It really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah.
3: I remember it. Being, I remember the only thing I remember about it was Stephen Fry was playing King Charles I, but having the voice and mannerisms of Prince Charles. Fascinating, fascinating. Yeah,
0: I'd be fascinated to meet people from all walks of life, <laughs>
1: but it's, especially from the construction industry. <laughs> yeah, it's I haven't
0: watched it for years either, but I have watched it a lot because I had a tape um, which was called The Pick of the Nose, uh, which came out in about ninety-seven, and it was like the best of comic relief at that time. Right. And it had that sketch in full. It's a great tape. Uh, it's unfortunately presented by Jonathan Ross, but other than that, it's perfect. Um, Hello, it's got all... I'm Jonathan Wass. <laughs> it's got all the Mr. Bean stuff. It's got all the Blackadder stuff. It's got all the music videos. It's a great video. But anyway, yeah, I watched that to death and The Cavalier Years was the highlight of that video. And I think it's really, like, with the caveat of not having watched it in quite a long time, probably a decade or more, um, I think it's a great slice of Blackadder and I would be very much intrigued to
1: have seen a full series
0: set during the Civil War.
1: Yeah, and what they did with it, because it would have been. Yeah. yeah, so maybe that's what series five should have been like. You know, that sort of interesting. Because I, yeah. like, I watched this this morning, and I don't have really like your memory of it. Sounds to me like that's entirely correct. So you know, it's not secretly shit or anything. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it it almost feels like you know we w- would want a bit more. Like Charles the first as Prince Charles. Um, that wouldn't have lasted very long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that might have got old. Like
0: <laughs> beyond the fifteen-minute sketch, it's, it's
1: almost odd that it's that it's Stephen Fry because that feels like uh, Hugh Laurie's character. Hugh
0: Laurie, yeah,
1: um, but he wouldn't do it as Prince Charles, I guess. So I, you know, you know, you do comic relief, you do something a little bit.
0: Yeah, and you do it with tamer. whoever's available. And, and yeah, it, 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 yeah,
1: but just like yeah, oh look, Prince, you know, King Charles is like the other King Charles oh you know yeah. the soon to be king charles
0: at the time of recording he's still recording, soon yeah. to be king charles
1: you never know actually but <laughs> the uh I'll just check Twitter.
3: (laughs) The one joke that I do remember from the Cavalier is that is the one standout joke in my head is that Blackadder can't be asked to punch because He literally just holds his fist up in the air. (laughs) That's Baldric's fist.
1: (laughs) Can only run towards it as fast as possible. And this is like this was very um, um, economically done, I should say, because it's it's Blackadder the Third exact set. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's it's very. uh cleverly you know, a cleverly selected period of time um to but do yeah, something it's different.
0: Ju- like it's just Blackadder Baldrick and Stephen Fry, isn't it? There's no yeah. one Yeah. No yep. other main characters at least. Um and yeah the plot is that uh, Oh no Bad there's
1: um the- Oliver Cromwell. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Who played
3: Oliver Cromwell? It's Warren Clark again.
0: Is <laughs> Warren Clark, yeah. yeah. So the plot of it for anyone that doesn't know is that blackadder is a royalist and he's been hiding uh king charles but charles gets found and captured and taken to the tower but luckily blackadder's confident because he thinks that they wouldn't possibly find a a single person alive that would be willing to be the executioner for prince charles until it's revealed that baldrick has accepted the job (laughs) and then blackadder takes the job from baldrick because he thinks well if he's going to be killed anyway. I might as well get paid for it. Yeah, he finds out how much and has mean. to do a whole thing of meeting with King Charles, but in disguise, and so not revealing that it's actually Blackadder. And it's very good. It's better than I'm making it
3: sound. They try and fake. They try and fake the beheading somehow, and then yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> we get a pumpkin, draw him a mistake. Oh,
1: they end up yeah. So so he ends up. <laughs> um Baldrick does ha- have to cut off his head, he had to go through with the bluff. And then right at the end the house is raided by um the roundheads and um, Edmund immediately like switches his cloak round, puts a puts a hat on, and looks exactly oh, yeah. like Edmund from The Black Adder and says, yeah. Seize him and that's the end Seize the Royalist <laughs> scamp. Sees the royalist camp.
0: <laughs> it goes really camp at the end.
1: Yeah. So, he, so that's a nice little like callback, I guess, to, to that version of the character. Um, and isn't there also, if I'm remembering, doesn't it
0: start with Patrick Allen uh, doing a voiceover in the same way that seri-
1: most Series 1 episodes start? Yeah, it does start with a voiceover. I'm not sure if it's Patrick Allen, though.
3: Or is uh, it Peter
1: Dixon? <laughs> it's always As been. it
3: has been since Patrick Allen's died.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> this was before Patrick Allen died.
3: Rowan Atkinson!
0: <laughs> see now if Peter Dixon dies then you have to a his man. accountant <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: we'll be Patrick Allen
0: and I can be Marcus Bentley
3: Marcus <laughs> Bentley Michael
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lady Garden <laughs>
3: Smoky Bacon Crisps Luxury empire. <laughs> <amper. laughs>
1: You both said that (laughs) exactly.
0: Anyway. 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 Finally. Gen Yu Al would like to know what other era would you like to have seen them tackle with the format? Would a futuristic sci fi version have been able to work with those characters? Or would it have been able to distinguish itself from Dwarf? Well, we do get that bit in. Uh, the that. Christmas Carol, yes, yeah. which
3: is sort of like a yeah, the, sort of the closest you're going to get to a futuristic sort of blackadder yeah. world.
0: Um, I don't think that would have worked. No, no. it's good for a gag as but... a yeah, as a brief gag. And also the 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 joke in that sci fi bit isn't so much about the sci fi setting; it's that they show the scene twice: one where Blackadder's the Lord of the Universe, and one where Baldric's the Lord of the Universe. <laughs> yeah. That's where the humour derives from. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. I think Blackadder has to be rooted in real. It has to have a, a link to real history, and real life. Yeah. Obviously, even as far as like about ten minutes into yeah, the first episode of the first series, history can be flexible in Blackadder's world, and it, it makes that point of like, history being written by the winners and it being subjective. And like the premise originally of Blackadder is that this is the real history. And that when Henry the Seventh took over, he, wrote, he rewrote history and removed Richard the and, Fourth yeah. and claimed all these things about Richard the Third. But yeah, despite that, people recognise and know this is the War of the Roses period, this is the Elizabethan period, this is Georgian, this is World War One. It has to be rooted in something that's real in order for the comedy to work, and that's Indeed. why you can do a one-off like the Cavalier years or a Christmas Carol. And you've got the setting is shorthand. It's already there. People recognise Dickensian Victoriana. Mm. People recognise the English Civil War. You can just jump in. I don't think sci-fi, futuristic
1: Blackadder would work at all. Yeah, and that's why maybe the the amount of settings, of possible settings, is kind of thin on the ground. Like, mm. everything that's been rumoured over the years is a basically Everything, right? <laughs> yeah. Or like All what back and forth history. has already done. Like basically, back and forth did as many as it could. Mm. Mm. Um,
3: there is a sketch that's been like that I found yesterday on on YouTube that I have never seen before. Oh, it was from um, a gala. I think it was the We We Are Most Amused gala show with um, Blackadder being the finance minister and having to explain.
0: I watched that after you sent the link through. It wasn't very good. Mm. It's an ironic title considering Miranda Hart's in it. There was also the the Shakespeare sketch, wasn't there? That was another sort of charity sketch that was done in the late nineties.
3: I haven't seen these these extra bits. I just I just know they exist in some form. I remember the, but it's it's kind of weird. My <clears> brain doesn't want to. It's like the idea of the the Red Dwarf live show thing. It's just like there's something about that. Just like just feels very strange.
1: Yeah, it's not. It doesn't really fit the no. What that? Yeah, what it is? Mm. Not, doesn't feel proper. Yeah. yeah but i think black adder i mean i i think this is could have really been the only fate for black adder is to be to end up as like um you know coming lots of triumphant comebacks or lots of comebacks um <laughs> is sketches or very short specials mm. because it is very restricted in its you know in its scope well not ironically restricted maybe but like we said like you can't really think there isn't that many other settings that could sustain a series, crucially. Yeah. And so. Well, the, yeah, the whole of history is its playground, but
0: how much would you want to actually play
1: in? Yeah, well, it's British history and it's modern, well, relatively modern British history, so post 1066, really. Yeah, it um, has
0: to be stuff that people are taught
1: about in school. Yeah. Or, yeah. you
0: know, or at least, if not taught about it in history, then at least has, you know, literature
1: and stuff that's popular and, and well known from that. Yep. Period. Or you'd have to tread old ground and say go back to like you know what was, you know what was the next Blackadder doing? Well, I guess you do have it well with James the Second. I don't know, like yeah, it's sort of that
3: whole period of history just feels like one big like it's the Tudors and the Stuarts. That's, yeah, that's mm. the umbrella, term and that's and a that's few hundred yeah.
1: years. Yeah, and yeah. they're yeah they're very much linked together. That's a, that's a really good point timeline wise actually because Edmund Blackadder dies. It's like eleven. No, it's not. Yeah, it's, well, no, that's it's like during... fifteen, fifteen, forty something. Blair. I, then... It wasn't that many years after that that James the first, uh, uh, Charles the first was beheaded. So, like, where's this other black guy to
0: fucking come from? The theory is that he has illegitimate children. Yeah. Right. Uh, each. Oh, each... sex mad, right? Yeah. Each reincarnation of. Incarnation, each, each <laughs> incarnation of Blackadder has sired a bastard child and that's kind of that also explains why they keep slipping in the um, in the hierarchy of aristocracy mm. so like the um, the illegitimate son of the prince doesn't become part of the royal family but he gets given a bit of land or he gets given a castle or whatever and gets given a lordhood right, yeah, yeah. a lordhood? a peerage lordship, <laughs> a lordship and then, yeah, the bastard child of that Blackadder um, it doesn't get to be a lord, but he stays within those circles yeah. and he becomes a butler to the prince. And then by the time he gets down to goes forth, then Captain
1: Blackadder is basically just a, yeah, it's a just, normal person. Just an old house, yeah. 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 An old um, name, yeah. family name. There's a very yeah.
3: worrying thread about the fact that Blackadder in the first series is married to essentially a child. That's why it
0: has to be an illegitimate offspring. (laughs)
3: Um,
1: The very last lyric of the closing credits of Back and Forth is the line, uh, a bastard on the throne. Oh, yeah. Literal, metaphorical bastard. Unless he's just talking about him being a bit of a git. And fucking Kate Moss was in that. Like, <laughs> like. oh,
0: yeah. He's playing his queen. Yeah.
1: He yeah, there. he's made Marion well, as well. Yeah. She's, she's, yeah. He's, oh, yeah. She, yeah, she's made Marion. Speaking of the name of Blackadder, I just have a very quick thing to say before we mercifully wrap up. Because I've wondered a lot about the etymology of the name of the show. Hmm. Uh, because quite often we, when we visit the in-laws, we, we go up to Northumberland and there is a...
0: Oh, yeah, they're a, near the castle, aren't they?
1: Near the castle, yeah. So the, the castle that was used for the first series was Anik Castle. Yeah. And so we're driving up that way. And uh, Rowan Atkinson's from Consett as well, which is in County Durham. So g- g- getting up towards Northumberland. Um, and there's a river there called the River Blackadder or Black- Blackadder Water. Mm. We passed the sign for that, and I, I, I've always had in my head like because I don't think we have a, an answer for why it's why it's called Blackadder, but in my head I imagine them do like him and Richard Curtis doing a recce for potential castles, driving up to Northumberland, seeing the River Blackadder, and it kind of you know going from mm-hmm. there.
0: But if Rowan's from that neck of the woods, anyway,
1: it might have been something that he knew of exactly, and it just so happens that there's an old Scottish clan called Clan Blackadder. Mm. <laughs> clan Blackadder. <laughs> I think your word is Macadder. Macadder. Well, <laughs> you know, it, it, later on, it, it's not in. I might add it to this Wikipedia page. Like, funnily enough, this <laughs> this this clan. I haven't looked in the history for this page, but this Clan Blackadder. Um, Wikipedia page, I imagine, has gone through some shit over the years, and there's someone <laughs> fighting fires on a daily basis. But the um, yeah, they 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 were in and around um, the 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 Blackadder Waters, which at that point was in the Scottish Berwick upon Tweed, um, mm. because Blackadder is um, a tributary of the Tweed, uh, is now English, rightfully so, as it fucking should be.
3: As of the time of writing.
1: <laughs> Scotland for the English. In fact, hang on, I've just
3: I've just had a tweet. Actually, it's now Scottish again. So it's just moved <laughs> back over. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> so yeah, basically, this historic Blackadder clan and their waters. Um, that that name is very is 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 deep within the history of of that area of the country, and that is exactly where they filmed the first series of Blackadder. So mm. put two and two together there's some reading up that has been done or there's some just local knowledge from Rowan or mm. they saw the river, they saw the name and thought that's perfect for... Um, yeah, yeah, the uh, fact that it's
0: a real name is quite astonishing, really, considering <laughs> how fictional it sounds.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is interesting. It's when really so, cool. If someone calls themselves the Black Adder and then it becomes a name. It's like that's how names started. Is they always start yeah. from? Yeah, you know, I like I actually love that your...
1: in the show because yeah, the original title is two words, and then it it just changes, yeah. and it's exactly how it becomes names. A surname. Work. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> People
3: just adopt them. They have their you know Thatcher, Baker. <clears throat> all these names are all you know they're all jobs that people had once upon a time, and they were just known as John John the Baker.
0: Well, and that actual base of historical. Uh, news. News? Off the (laughs) fucking press, that one. (laughs) Let's fuck this podcast off then. (laughs)
1: Let's get it fucked off. By which I mean, (laughs) we've finished. Let's pick (laughs) this podcast up and kick it out of the window (laughs) for it to then go and bite um, the garbage podcast on the arse, which will then go and kick Scuttercast into the drain.
0: (laughs) The next Dwarfcast that we do will be the Smegazine Rack, Issue 2. Yay. But I'm not sure whether there'll be enough time between this one being released and uh, us <laughs> recording that one. But if you just want to chat to us anyway, you can leave a comment over at www.ganymede.tv, or you can tweet us.
3: Twitter handle is Ganymede Titan. Okay. So this should
1: give you an idea of the kind of person we're working okay. with.
0: Okay. Burning! Till next time, thank you very much for listening. Uh, stay safe, stay warm, stay happy, stay Libridge Celtic 2, Whitton Albion 2, Warrington Town 1, Hyde United nil, Ashton United 3, Radcliffe 1, Buxton 2, Atherton Collieries nil, Whitby Town 1, FC United of Manchester nil. And as always,
3: head by everybody, head bye.
2: Thank you for listening to G&T DwarfCast, and we hope sometime in the future you'll decide to listen to our DwarfCast again. Have a safe onward journey. Goodbye.
1: Yeah, yeah, do you know what? I think maybe that is carried a lot by the performances, because there's a lot of good performances in that. David Haig is... Yeah, David David Hague is a <clears throat> terrible person, though. Have you seen... <laughs> No, don't say that. You're thinking sorry. of William Hague. Oh no, I'm not thinking of David Hague. Sorry, no. You're I'm thinking not. of James Dreyfus. I'm thinking of James Dreyfus, who's yeah, right he's to... a cunt. Oh, terrible cunt. <laughs> he's a terrible. terrible sorry, cunt. Sorry, I don't know why I got. It's <laughs> so easy to get those two dudes mixed up. They're very similar people. <laughs> right, cut that,
0: Daddy. Cut, cut that. We'll go straight to the elephant. We can have, we can include calling James Dreyfus a cunt if you
1: like. Yeah, well, yeah, he is it's a very bad cunt. <laughs> uh, oh no, there's the... um, Oliver Cromwell. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Who, Who played, played Oliver on... Cromwell? Yeah, that's a very good question. Who did play Oliver Cromwell?
0: It's he's, he's a bloke. <laughs> uh, it
3: is, yeah.
1: <laughs> Male.
0: Mid-30s. <He> was... <laughs> Mid-30s. War- Mid-30. War-
3: it's Warren Clark again.
1: <laughs> it's Warren Clark, yeah. yeah. And a couple of a couple of uh, pudding heads, guards.
0: Nil <laughs> well, no to the pudding basins. Oh, yeah, it's the guy who's in um, it's a, Blackadder. Mr. Hardwood. third, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A man's bottom is his own private kingdom.
3: No, 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 no. That's the guy. No, that's that's the guy. That's the highwayman bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. (laughs) I'll take off my belt, and by thunder, my trousers will fall down.
0: That's the one.
1: (laughs) Well, his wife can't have her. (laughs) Yeah, it's an ironic title considering Miranda Richardson's in it. Miranda Hart's in it. Oh, for fuck's sake. <clears throat> it's an ironic title considering Miranda Hart's in it. <laughs> Miranda Richardson is much better than Miranda. Yes, Hart. yes, she fucking is. Hassy Hayward
0: should have been Mrs. Miggins.
3: Oh, or at least a... Wow. There's a bobbly stammer bobbly that I've not had in a while.
0: Over at www over at www.ganemy.tv or you can tweet us.
3: I'm going to keep the first one.
1: <laughs> give it a bit of course. Just a bit of to see on. if
3: people spot it because you're going to hear it anyway. Yeah, I already heard it. Like I still, the, the pattern was there. That's all I needed. <laughs> <laughs>